out there yeah happy mother's day for sure i'm one of your hosts i'm mike i'm tyler <clears throat> welcome got a little little bit of stuff to get into today <laughs> yeah it's not gonna be a long podcast for sure yeah yeah okay um <laughs> let's talk about the most clutch player ever yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wow, right into it. <laughs> For those who missed it, Kawhi did hit the game winner in Game 7 of the Eastern uh, Conference Semifinals. Um, it was tied, what, 95-95? Um, something like that. Might have been 92-92, maybe? I don't okay. know. Yeah, either way, Kawhi hit the game winner. They're moving on to face the Bucks. Um, <clears throat> what do you think about this game, Game Seven? Both Game Sevens, um, but this Game Seven first. Yeah. Well, it do the Sixers not have depth? <laughs> Why you say that? Uh, I was shocked with how little Mike Scott played. Mm-hmm. And Did he be, play? Yeah, believe it, it or not, second. it was hard to notice. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it was James Ennis. He had, he had a couple, couple of buckets, but I thought he played poorly for the most part. He played way too long too. Yeah. And, and Greg Monroe, I guess I didn't shit on him enough <laughs> because he somehow found a way to go minus nine in two minutes of playing time. <laughs> Right. And and if you watch the game, his his fuck ups were so noticeable. He was he, mi- minus nine and MB was plus ten and they still lost. Right. Yeah. It was just it Monroe's mistakes were so bad. He's his turnover was the reason Kawhi got the breakaway dunk. Right. Uh his awful defense is the reason Kyle Lowry got an and one. And he and Monroe was in there at weird times. Yeah. Like, why is Monroe still in the game? Right. And then, you know, there it is. Just everything he did was negative, and off of that alone, I'd fire Brett Brown. <laughs> For having Monroe in there? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Amir Johnson would have been a better fit for those two minutes than Monroe was. For sure. And I never thought I'd say that, because Amir Johnson really can't do anything. And Boban. Right. Pretending Boban doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Right. I mean, if if Monroe's playing, then Marjanovic is not that much of a liability because Monroe's worse. Right. In pretty much every way. Yeah. Um. But but there was some of the starters. Some big things I saw from Philly was Embiid took way too many jump shots. Yep. As usual. My God, he. Bro, he had like maybe six or seven plays 
that I pointed out individually was like, dude, he could have rolled and got a dunk or a close opportunity at the basket. Yeah. Instead, yeah. instead he would set a screen, he would pop out, or he would just kind of drift away to make room for whoever had the ball. Mm-hmm. And they were putting pressure on the ball handlers, and Embiid was just settling all game. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler took way, I told you this already, but he took way too long to get involved. Yep. And then Um, he he had arguably the biggest shot of the game. Yeah. And all he had to do was just be aggressive. He just went straight to the rack. I mean, he could have did that three plays before that, but they had three straight shot clock violations. Yeah, man. There was a number of times when he didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. The and the one he caught in the corner and didn't even shoot. Yeah, that one was just like really bad. Yeah, he one of them he caught in the corner didn't shoot. Then he, what? Then he pass it to somebody like yeah. Tobias with like a one second left. Yeah. Then he shot an air ball on the next one, mm-hmm. and then they just threw the ball away on the next one. I was like, well, it's three minutes left in the game. There's four possessions. You did nothing. Yeah, their offense progressively got worse as the game continued. Yeah. Uh, you know, Simmons, when when he was given the opportunity to do something, he, he made some plays. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he was awful on defense. He kept clogging up space when he wasn't involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man, he just didn't really have a huge impact on the game. And it didn't look like, it didn't look like they had a go-to guy right. on their team, and that's Brett Brown's problem because he needs to say, "Look, we need to put it in Jimmy's hands, and Jimmy, you know, you got to do what you got to do. We need to win this game." But it looked like they were still like trying to run plays or run sets. That's, yep, you don't do that when close game. You need to put it in the best player's hands for sure, and that's what Toronto did. Yeah. Kawhi had like eight straight points at one time in the fourth quarter. Yeah, man, he took over. He did. He definitely did. And, and he and he had to me. He this is a perfect example of a good game while shooting the ball poorly. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know he shot thirty nine times, which is a fuck ton of shots. Right. Um, especially for him, he was usually around right around twenty. Mm-hmm. 25 he I, I don't think i've ever seen him go over 25 shots right um but he was man early on in the game they could have been spanked off the court because he was getting open look after open look after comfortable shot after comfortable shot mm-hmm. how how does it get to a point where you're six games into a series toronto's best player has been scorching you with i don't know what is it 35 on 60 percent shooting yeah and he just routinely was getting open shots yeah there were so many yeah he honestly he could have had if he hit four of the open threes that he didn't hit he could have had 50 you know 50 plus oh for sure And, and the thing is he had he had 41. He made seven free throws. So that's really 34 he had. Yeah. So he had 34 on 39 shots. I mean, 
obviously, if he had had any better game, he would have had 50 easily. Yeah, man. He missed, he missed a lot of open threes to me. Yeah, that first half, I, I was... I think you could say he played like garbage the first half. Yeah, he was missing a lot of shots. But he wasn't... He didn't really force it to me. It was no. more Toronto kind of just went to him. Mm-hmm. And and he, he did a good job of, of making things happen. He made things happen for some other guys. Yeah, it was it was all in the play, like normal for him. Yeah. It was just normal shots, rhythm shots. The thing is, and I you know, I said this before, it really looked like to me overall Philly just completely lost this game. Really. I, I yeah, don't I didn't see someone get beat. I just saw someone lose. Because, I mean, if you look at the stats, look at the Toronto stats, it doesn't look like a stat game that, it doesn't look like a winning game stats. No. 7-10-2, Ibaka has 17 off the bench. Ibaka was huge. He was. I'll he give him some credit, man. Too. He had some big shots. Uh, yeah, he he big, made some good plays. Big defensive plays, deflections yeah. he had. Yeah. Yeah. He played good, really good D. Um. He's, and he had big fouls too. He fouled some guys at the right moments. Yeah. That um helped them win the game. He also didn't foul Jimmy Butler at the end on that layup. Right. And I really thought I was really scared watching it live. I'm like, man, uh, Ibaka's about to do some dumb shit and hit him and just let him get the and one. Yeah, and the thing is, in certain games, that probably would have been called an and one, but Ibaka did play just enough defense for them to not call it. Yeah. Because it was a bump, but it wasn't, you But know. Butler didn't, you know, Chris Paul it or just flew away. Right. That, it's not his game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Milwaukee versus Toronto. What do you think? Um, I think it's going to be a closer series than people think. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, and we've criticized Philly throughout the series, and they've been bad, but uh, Toronto has a really good defensive team. Yeah. Uh, and Milwaukee also the is in the, in the same boat. Team. Right. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee and Toronto are one and two, probably, at this point in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to be interesting to see. The coaches are really going to have to figure out ways for some of these other guys to contribute. Right. It it shocks me that Lowry can't create a, a shot for himself ever. <laughs> he's not going to in, against the Bucks either. Right, and it, it's going to be tough for him because he's going to be getting tested a lot more. Yeah, Bledsoe's... <laughs> but Bledsoe is so much more physically imposing than Lowry. Even though Lowry's, you know, kind of big, chunky kind of guy, yeah. but Bledsoe is just a freak athletically for that position yeah. on Lowry. So And Van Fleet is gonna have to do something for them. <laughs> he did nothing in this series. My God. How many did he let's see how many he had total this series. It's um, not gonna be a good number. Three, four, five, fourteen. He had fourteen points in seven games. That's that's awful. So he averaged two points two a game. Two points a game. He's averaging 4.2 points per game in the oh, playoffs. Oh, man, that's awful. 2.5 assists, 1.5 rebounds, 0. 0.2, 0. 
field goal percentage. 27% from the field. Jesus. <laughs> Fred, come on, man. Yeah, man, they're not going to be able to get away uh, just letting Kawhi take 40 shots. Nah, not not against the Bucks or not. Yeah, the Bucks have too many too many bigger players that they could put on him. Yeah, and they're fast. Yeah, and I thought that was a big issue for the Sixers. Like, Butler's a great defender, but Kawhi makes him look small. Mm -hmm. And I think Milwaukee has a number of guys that Kawhi's not really going to make look small. Mm -hmm. You know, I think they're going to be able to hold their own. Now, again, if if they're letting him comfortably shoot all night, he's going to do the same thing he just did. You know, he's going to average 30-plus and shoot insanely efficient. Yeah, and that's where the others are going to have to be able be able to be ready and play defense and yeah. you know. Um because Philly for some reason they just let Kawhi beat them to death. Right. And and I don't think Milwaukee or Budenholzer is letting that happen. Letting just one person beat them. And that's the big thing. I think Toronto didn't have to adjust as much throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Against Milwaukee, they're gonna have to make adjustments, right? And I mean, even though Lopez has been shooting like garbage this playoffs, you can't give Lopez all the open threes you gave him. Exactly. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, he's killing you from out there. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you want to make a prediction or? Um, I'll make a really prediction for that. game one. Okay. Who? Uh, I, I think Milwaukee's going to spank them. They're going to spank them game one? Yeah. Okay. I think the Bucks are ready. They have home court. Um, and I, I think they have the right mentality to where even when they were playing Detroit, they never took their foot off the gas pedal. Mm-hmm. That's my concern with a lot of, like, the Golden State, Houston, uh, some of the other top teams, they would relax when when they're playing well. Right. Milwaukee has shown no sign of doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's going to catch Toronto off guard, especially coming into the game. Okay. That's fair. I'll go with that, too. I don't know if, it's gonna, if they're going to beat them by... I'll say within 10, but between 10... 10 and 5. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. Kawhi is really going to have to go crazy. Uh, yeah. to... Let's talk about the shot. What did you think about him making it? Like, just the way he made it, the play. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> I I don't like saying things are luck in basketball. Right. Because in the NBA, I don't feel like anything is luck because it takes skill really to do anything on anyone else in the NBA because you're playing against the best in the world. Yeah, that, sure. that shot was lucky, man. <laughs> he said it himself that he just threw it up in the air. So if you if anyone just tells you that, right. Come on, man. Like he Cre- I mean, obviously he aimed for the basket and he wanted it to go in. But credit him for arcing it the way he did though. Yeah, for sure. Cause that's he the said reason I tried it had. to shoot it as high right. as I could. Right. Yeah, because Embiid was right there. And he's normally got, has a line drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and for that to have a soft bounce the way it did. Yeah, for uh, sure. 
Yeah, man, that that's tough. And I, I kind of got upset um, over Embiid crying. Why? You know, it doesn't seem genuine to me to cry after a series when you didn't play as hard as you could every single game. Mm-hmm. And that kind of seems like, yeah, I get it. You know, you want to win, but you're not you're not giving 100% every night. Like <laughs> and the shot was hit in his face. Right. <laughs> you don't you don't think he cried because of that? I mean, I hope not. I've never had a game winner hit in my face, but I think it I think it could hurt pretty bad. <laughs> hurt if, your man. If that's the reason bad. he cried, then then I understand. I could forgive that. Yeah. But to me, for, to him, to assume that he's like passionate about winning this series, his play did not show me any of that. I agree with that. This, so, this season didn't show me that. Right. That's the one thing I've said, I think, the whole time we've been doing the podcast about Embiid. I just don't see a winner in Embiid. I don't. Very similar to a guy who wears a Houston jersey with a big beard. <laughs> the beard. Very, yeah. very similar Yeah. Uh, mentalities. And I think the, the way they play... They just kind of, they only feed off of the energy of the game if either they're playing really well or other guys on the team are playing well. Yeah, or the refs are in their favor. Right. Even if they're playing bad, if they got the refs, oh, they're cool. They're coasting. That's why why I'm such a fan of Greek Freak and how he's played so far. Oh, yeah, he's trying to win every night. Right. You know what else is interesting about the Houston team? And we didn't talk about the Houston game last time, right? Um, the la- I feel like we did. Did we? We were going, what, Thursday? Yeah, and the game was... Oh, no, the game was Friday. Yeah, so we didn't... Yeah, we didn't, we didn't talk about the, the loss. Okay, so we'll, we'll get to that. Have you noticed how different Blake Griffin's mentality is since he's left the Clippers? Yes. Like, he's trying to win every night. He wasn't like that on the Clippers. No, he wasn't. And uh, I'm not going to point fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, You're making a very valid point, if it's the point that I think. (laughs) As soon as he leaves CP, man, he's a whole other dude. And he's better. He's smarter. He's a warrior. I mean, CP just his he's mad all the time. Like he brings everybody down. Bro, I'm I'm really so getting negative. tired of the antics. Yeah, the negativity is sickening. It's it's <laughs> just he he's so fucking petty with the the gym, you know, hogging, and then he was just playing like an asshole all the whole game. <laughs> and what made it worse is he was shooting the ball well. Yeah. And, like, he just continued to play like a, such an asshole. And honestly, <laughs> you could you could feel it because James Harden had no energy. Right. Like, he had 30 fucking points or however many he was, 35. No energy, no intensity. Uh, he was taking awful shots. Just For made sure. no... He honestly, he had 35 points and he had no impact on the game to me. You're talking about Harden? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought he fed off of CP, 
And at the late in the game, he kind of deferred to CP on a number of plays. This this shows you how important a point guard is to a team, because the point guard's mentality often changes everybody's mentality. Right. I mean, another example is like Paul George all of a sudden became a jerk, like when he came to OKC. Yeah. He was like he was like the coolest dude. You know, he had um. What's the, he brought Joe Young onto the commercial set like, yeah. for no reason, just because he was a cool guy. Because right. he said, I want to put my teammates on. And now he's with Westbrook, and he's talking about next question like Westbrook. Oh, that's a bad shot. Like Indiana and Paul George would not have been how he is now. But Westbrook changes the whole mentality of that team. Everyone's kind of a jerk on the Thunder. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure it's not like that with everyone, but... When the best, not the best player, but the leader is the point guard, it does change a lot of things on the team. Changes a lot of mentality. There's a certain level of composure that comes with being like the emotional leader of the team. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's crazy to me because I always thought Chris, like for so many years, I thought Chris Paul had that. Mm -hmm. It, It wasn't until. He choked against OKC, uh, I want to say 2014 or 15. <laughs> yeah. And that was that was his, what, eighth year in the league? You know, probably even... It? Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I, I always thought he was a great leader. And then watching him from kind of that year and just into now, and I'm like, why does he lose his cool more than any other player on the court. Yeah. It seemed like since Steph worked him that one time. Like I <laughs> Steph, Steph has, been, has been on his ass for years. <laughs> that that one game where Steph had like three highlights on CP. Yeah. CP hasn't been the same since then. <laughs> <laughs> and you could tell because he forces it so much playing the Warriors. Yeah, he does. He tries so hard to, like, impose himself. Right, and he just ends up looking so stupid. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Because, like, the Warriors are flawed, and we've talked about how flawed they are. Mm -hmm. But you you still have to play smart. Right. And they're not going to allow a one-man show to dominate them. No. The only, only person who's, like, ever successful at that is Damien kind of and right. they still lose but Damien always like he always gets way off on them but, and Le- I mean and LeBron does it like one or two games every finals yeah exactly <laughs> but it's never you know three to four right yeah well for those who are confused the Warriors you know beat the, beat the Rockets pretty easily without Durant we called that on here, um, but I don't know why so many people thought Durant was going to be like the, you know, like it's over. We don't have Durant. Right. <laughs> My God, watching them, watching them in game six, I was like, dude, they could, they, Durant could be out for the rest of the playoffs and they could beat any other team. Yeah. They, I mean, Clay played good the first half and Steph played amazing the second half. Like, they only played halves and i thought a lot of the clay shots were were such like daggers 
Yeah, they were. Like, they were so difficult, Mm -hmm. yet he made them look so easy, and it looked like a shot that he wanted to get. Yeah. And he just had, he had a great first half. He was playing, I thought he was going to try to go for 50 after the first half. Yeah, man. He hit such difficult shots. Yeah. Yeah. The the Rockets are so fucked, man. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're they're pretty much stuck with this roster. Why do you think that? Well, have you looked at their like contract situations? No, not they not have really. their starting lineup is signed, mm-hmm. and I think they have like ten million to spend on the rest of the team. That's crazy. And That's every why I single all these randoms, every other teams. guy they have is a free agent. Yeah, you know they might maybe like. I think Rivers is a free agent. Uh, Gerald Green's free agent. House is a free agent. Yeah, because I'm sure House and Green are on minimal contracts. Yeah, so. Rivers was bouncing around too, so. Yeah. He's he's struggling to keep a job. Yeah. And the Rockets are not going to be able to get all these guys. And they're lucky that they keep getting Gerald Green. Because Gerald Green, the way he played last year... He could go to another team, but he wants to play for his home team. Right. So Houston keeps getting the discount, the hometown discount. They don't want to fucking play him. Right. He easily could have went and got $4 million from another team instead yeah. of like $1.8 that Houston's probably giving him. After last year, he played amazing. And then, yeah, then they don't even use him. But it's only because they have him for a million. They don't, you know, they'd have to pay somebody else more for what he does. Yeah, man. You know, another low-key thing that was exposed for for them, Mm -hmm. bro, Clint Capella is not worth $20 million a year. (laughs) Not how they use him. Right. But, yeah, you're right. And I think the role he has on their team and the kind of player he really is at this point, Mm -hmm. like $20 million? Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, they pay P.J. Tucker like... 8 to 12, something like that. Yeah. And P.J. Tucker is overachieved this year. But, yeah. like, he's a guy you're spending $12 million a year on. For no reason. Right. Like, he's not really changing the, the, the culture in Houston. Right. They might as well have kept Carmelo for... If yeah, this man. is how the season was gonna go. That's the thing. Like you, you can't gr- you can't get a guy like PJ Tucker and just be like, "Oh, our defense is gonna be better just because we picked up a good defender." Right. NBA players are too good to fucking allow one guy to just lock up. Not for the whole game. Right. Yeah. PJ, he gets a couple of good possessions, but he doesn't change everything. And, and so. you could tell PJ was prepared for Durant. Mm-hmm. He couldn't handle Claire Steph. <laughs> he got the tips from Patrick Beverly. <laughs> uh, the Beverly tips. And I thought Harden Harden had a particular sequence, which I thought just summed up his uh, playoff career. <laughs> what was it? Um. So Steph Curry hit a really difficult shot against. Uh, I, I think he got switched on to PJ Tucker. He goes behind the back, behind the back, sidestep, right in Tucker's mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drains it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what James Harden does as soon as that happens? No, what? 
he takes the ball out. First of all, why is he taking the ball out? Right. Is he not handler on the team? Is he not the whole show? He is, but okay, whatever. He's taking the ball out. Doesn't matter. We'll bring it up. He'll get the ball back. Mm -hmm. He takes the ball out and throws one of the laziest inbound passes I've ever seen. (laughs) It was a turnover. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Clay Clay jumped in there and took the fucking ball. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. This was with like a minute and a half left. Yeah, it was at the end. Yeah. Right, and I was just like, like that right there. To do to throw a lazy inbound pass, and you could criticize Chris Paul for not coming back to the ball, but is there really ever a time in a game to throw a lazy pass? No, it's like not. honestly, there's never really an instance where you could forgive a lazy pass. No, and and to do that with such at the end of the game when it's going back and forth, and you're expected to respond to what the Warriors are doing. Right. And he was nowhere to be found. Right. He missed uh, one really open layup at some point in the fourth quarter. He mm-hmm. had a wide open step back that was almost an air ball. <laughs> yeah. Like, I he remember honestly, that too. I was confused about that. He honestly looked nervous. Yeah. He looked like he didn't want to make the plays. He didn't want the all the attention on him. And he made the Warriors look like they're fucking strapping him. Yeah, he made the Warriors... I mean, they kind of made the Warriors look like the Globetrotters, honestly. The, Bro, way the ball like, was just moving, 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 moving. They were like, playing their game, finally. Like, But you can't let a team who moves the ball just pass the ball around comfortably. Right. Like, damn, yeah. at that point, why are you even playing defense? Right. So... Yep. And their defense also hinders Capella. Like, their defensive strategy, it makes Capella look more like trash. Because the switching, he doesn't stay near the basket. Like, usually the layups, they catch Capella when Capella's, like, out of the paint. Yeah. And Capella should always be near the paint because he's, you know, he's. I think he's one of the better shot blockers in the league. But they don't, you know, how their defense is set up, they don't use him like that. Yeah. So he gets used like he's like he's Draymond, and that's not who he is. Obviously, they give it to him at the high post and stuff. Like, you know, they make him, they play him out of his position, out of his element. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, we weren't surprised about that, but um, I'm I'm not Warriors. I'm ignoring what James Harden does in the regular season next year. Do you consider this a choke? Yes. Okay. Home, you have home court game. You know, you choked game five, but whatever. Mm-hmm. You had a home game. You. And you just disappear when it matters. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the stats, if you watch the game, you could tell he was nowhere to be found. When Houston needed him. Right. Like, bro, you can't carry for the whole first three quarters. And then when they need you, you're deferring to Chris Paul. And Eric Gordon. Right. Right. And Eric Gordon's great, but you can't ask him to beat the best team in basketball. Right. Like, it just frustrates me, man. And I really don't think they're going to get any better. Like, they're kind of stuck 
being what they are. Yeah, I agree. And Eric Gordon just was not as involved in the game as he should have been for how long he played. That's been... They they that happens for the Rockets again. Right when they need him to be involved, he doesn't touch the ball. Right, he like, played thirty seven minutes and only took ten shots. You would think you would think guys who ISOed for eighty two games would have a comfortable control of the game with ISOing. Yeah, but but at times it was it was almost like like bro, you guys look like you're not even used to ISOing honestly. Yeah, it like did look just... like they were confused of their own offense. Right. Yeah. And that just frustrated me, man. And, and credit to the Warriors. I mean, I thought Draymond had a really good game mm-hmm. because they they did the old school thing of, like, trapping Curry out of the pick and roll. Yeah. And he dumped it down, and Draymond made plays almost every time. Yeah. And that's when he's at his best. I mean, that was when he was at his peak, you know, two, three years ago. Yeah. When he gets that mismatch, when they double Curry, he's going two on one, three on two. Yeah. You know, he could thrive doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They played a good game. I mean, they could have. And the thing is, they really. They really weren't playing that good in the first half. That's the part. Like, with Curry playing like garbage. Yeah. I mean, they were basically Curry might as well not even not even came in the first half. Yeah, for how he was playing. Quinn Cook's crossover was better than anything uh, uh, Steph did. Yeah, I mean the Rockets in theory should have been up by fifteen in the first half based off how Curry played. Yeah, and yeah. that's where I, that's where I'm getting the fact that Harden's points and stats really had no impact. No, they didn't. They didn't. Because you really didn't control the game. So, like, yeah, you could score, but who cares? Right, because the Splash Bros still yeah. ended up with Damian Lillard points. didn't care about how many times he scored. Right. Good segue. Let's get right. into it. Game 7. Um, Blazers Nuggets in Denver. Who do I want to talk about first on this one? This was a, this was a better game for me than Toronto and, and Philly, like, from start to finish. I agree. I've said on here multiple times, I think Philly is really boring to watch for me, honestly. Yeah. Because their offense has no flow. Um, the team doesn't seem to have fire. You know, it's just, they're just chilling all the time. Yeah. And this game was just chock full of fire. Everyone had fire. It was yep. highlight after highlight. Um, go ahead. <clears throat> Well, I'll, I'll talk about the point guard matchup first. Okay. Uh, it, it was very interesting to me because I thought they were both pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and for different reasons. I thought Murray just just missed a lot of shots. Right. Uh, he was kind of... He was almost rushing it at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's kind of what I was getting to earlier, talking about that he's kind of the young guy. So yeah. I, I expected this from him. It sucks that it happened in Game 7 mm-hmm. for the Nuggets, of course. But, you know, I, I'm not, I wasn't surprised that he was playing the way he was. Right. Um, but he, he, did, he did do a poor job of just creating shots and, and getting clean looks at times. Mm-hmm. 
He was kind of forcing it. He made some lazy passes too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he missed some easy, really easy shots. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, that uh, like the the push off step back he hit. Yeah. It was a good, it was a tough shot. Really tough. But but I thought Damian was even worse. He was. And and Damian to me, what what shocked me about Lillard was. He was struggling to create separation all game long. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's Tory Craig who did do a wonderful job on him for most of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if it's just Lillard shooting poorly. But mm-hmm. man, he really looked not old, but he looked like... He looked the opposite of creative. <laughs> With a lot of the moves he was getting. Okay. He, yeah. Like, he was struggling to create space, and he didn't really adjust to make better moves. You know what right. I mean? Because the Nuggets yeah. did a great job of not really letting him get open looks. Mm-hmm. But Lillard in the past has shown that, you know, he could shoot it from deeper. If you're If you're crowding him at the line, he'll just shoot it from further back. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. he's got the step backs, he's got the change of speed. Um Yeah, he didn't show any any moves, any repertoire today. Right. I mean, like I was like, game. where's the bag? Right. And I was really confused because I was just saying all game, like I was like, they can't win with him playing like this. He looked like he almost could have been hurt, honestly. Right. Yeah. Like there was a times when he got past somebody and then he kind of slowed it down. Because he didn't want to challenge whoever was down there. And <laughs> I'm like... like nobody important. Right. This is the same guy who used to, who loves to drive at the Warriors' fucking defense and get his shit pinned repeatedly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and he doesn't mind. <laughs> right. He just comes right back and attacks. Yeah. But in this game, he was just... He was really out of rhythm. And the Nuggets did do a great job. I don't want to take credit away from them. Uh, Tory Craig was in his ass all night. He was. Like, I mean, Tory Craig, like, gave up his own offense just to pick up um Lillard full court. Like, right. Craig didn't mind being tired, too tired to do anything on offense. He was just out of there for defense. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, um, Lillard and Murray almost shot the same clip. Yeah. Murray just hit one more shot. Three or for like 17 or something. Yeah. Um, uh, Lillard was three for 17 and Murray was four for 18. So mm-hmm. he just made one more shot. That's it. Um, but, you know, Lillard's other stats is what is where you see the Lillard that will do anything to win. He realized he was shooting like trash, obviously, but he comes out there and gets 10 rebounds on... On Jokic, who like is leading, is he not leading the um postseason in rebounds? I, I want to say he is. Right, so he gets ten rebounds in a game where they're playing the leader in the postseason rebounds. Their centers are obviously wounded. Um, Plumlee didn't play that much, but he played pretty decent for. Yeah, I liked what I saw from Plumlee. Yeah, and Lillard still managed to get ten rebounds and eight assists. And we see who he got the eight assists to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> McCollum played amazing. Just fantastic. Yeah, speaking of, the bag that Lillard didn't have, 
McCollum took all that and more. Yeah, McCollum definitely took his shoes. He <laughs> oh wore some my god! Yeah, that was that was by far more clutch than Kawhi's game. His game? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. McCollum just every big shot he made. He took over for sure. Yeah, and he was getting such game. such comfortable shots. Yeah, against set defenses. Right. Like goddamn, there's never a wasted dribble. There's never, there's never a shot where it seems like that's not what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was just, man, he played so well. Right, and and um, Lillard managed to hit some big threes at the end. The, he did. That one off the steal. Yeah, that was huge. Um, and McCollum, those step backs. Every step back was cash. Yeah, like man. I don't think he mixed. He missed any step backs. That like pound. That he just he slightly nudges you, yeah. Creates just enough separation. I'm like, damn, that's a vicious move. It is, yep. Yeah. Uh, I thought Evan Turner was just huge. He in the fourth quarter, out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I was watching him with a couple friends of mine, and I started roasting him when he checked in. Yeah, his free throws. Wow. Yeah, he made he made some huge free throws. Yeah, because I didn't think he was a good free throw shooter. I didn't think he was a good anything. Right. At this point, and they just pay him like fifteen million dollars. <laughs> He's a seventy percent free throw shooter, and he was eight for nine. Yeah, that's I, big. I, I was just I was shocked. You know what was funny to me from this game, and did did you watch it from start to finish? Yeah. Was it weird that there were so many floaters going up? <laughs> By Jokic? Just everyone. Yeah. Like, McCollum had, like, four or five floaters. Lillard shot a couple. Like, Myers Leonard took one at one point. <laughs> Myers Leonard played so bad. <laughs> he was... His one dunk... That was vicious. I was Every, like, he made even, for everything he did, though. He even dunked it like a fucking bomb. <laughs> Like, like he dunked it and tried to swing his fucking elbows like he was Kevin Garnett. Like, come on, bruh. Right. Seth did nothing. Yeah, um, Murray, uh, Murray, Harris, and Jokic had, like, five floaters in a row at one point, yeah. it seemed like. Jokic had two, I mean, and there was nothing they could do to stop it. Zach Collins came in there and just started hacking people. <laughs> He really did come in there and just start. He hit a huge, uh, was a corner three, I think. Yeah, I, I don't remember where it was, but he did hit a huge three. Yeah, it was so random, too, like right out of a timeout, I think. Yeah, because I think they had missed a couple threes. Right. I mean, they were shooting like garbage for the first two and a half quarters. Yeah. Um, they, they did something shocking to me. They started Aminu. And never played him again. I was about to say that. They did something, some great strategy <laughs> by not bringing Aminu back. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking, we were sitting there talking about like, they need a better Aminu. They do, for sure. Like, we've talked about the fact that they need wings. Yeah. And they subbed him out. And he took a couple early shots and like, missed them really badly. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was done for the night. <laughs> 
He never came back in. I was like, yo, Terry Stotts is out here playing for extra money. Like, pay this man. Yeah. He is. Hopefully Hood will be back. Um, yeah, he he escaped. He didn't, uh, I think it's a bone bruise. Yeah, he should be back. Yeah. If not next game, the second game. They're, they're going to need some of these bench guys. Like, Evan Turner is going to need another game like this. Oh, fat chance. Right. I mean, it's tough, but <laughs> Harkless has to do something out there except foul. And take terrible threes. <laughs> right. That one from the corner that just went right over the basket. <laughs> yeah, man. It was awful. Yeah. That, uh, it's amazing what McCollum and Lillard are doing this postseason. <laughs> right. It's The I fact mean, that they're in the conference finals. It's a miracle. Yeah. Because their team is, they have the worst team maybe in the league without them on the team. They're, they are terrible. They are. Yeah. And, um... I, I noticed um, it, it, it was funny to me, like, towards the end of the game, I really felt that the Nuggets have not been in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And what killed me more than anything, and this is, I'm not going to lie, I, I pretty much assumed they were going to lose with, like, four or five minutes left. Yeah. Um, Millsap was out there just... Dumb fouls after dumb fouls. Dumb foul. fouls on offense. He was he kept Bro, you're not James Harden. What are you <laughs> doing? Why you say that? Because he kept trying to draw fouls. Oh yeah, he did. I'm yeah. like, dude, just take it strong to the basket or keep moving the fucking ball. Oh, real quick, the refs were definitely giving Denver a home job though. The first half Early on, definitely. Those calls were insane. The one when Plumlee just ran over Zach Collins and then Zach Collins caught the ball, like the next play, Zach Collins jumped for a pass and Monty Morris was there when he landed and they called a charge. Yeah. I'm surprised Zach didn't get thrown out over that. Because <laughs> yeah. that was a blatant home job call. That was, that was I was shocked, especially seeing it on replay. I'm like, that play did not happen so fast that you couldn't see what was happening. Like that was a clear he caught it. And Ma- Morris didn't even let him, like, turn. And then the play right before <laughs> was such a blatant charge. Like, P- Plumlee lost the ball. He was completely out of control. Yeah. Which they say if you're out of control and you run somebody over as a charge. Yeah. Collins, like, it didn't even look like he was trying to draw the charge. He was just minding his own business and got ran over. Yeah, yeah man. It, it was a lot of plays like that. I was like, wow. They really, they're trying to make sure Denver wins this game. But the second half wasn't that many calls at all. It wasn't a lot of fouls. Yeah, I thought Portland just looked like the more experienced team. Yeah, they did. They had the... It, I mean, as good as Jokic played, it still looked like Portland had the better... The two best players on the court. Yeah. Even though Lillard wasn't shooting well, he was still making smart plays. Um, It, it just... It looked like McCollum overall was the best scorer in the gym. By a long shot. McCollum looked like the best fucking scorer in the league yesterday, uh, <laughs> Sunday. He did, yeah. My God. Yeah. Uh, but similar, I mentioned a sequence that I thought really just kind of showed James Harden. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a sequence in this game that I thought, again, another reason why when I started doubting Denver. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so CJ McCollum gets a LeBron-esque block. Yeah, it was amazing. And and people forget what immediately happened after that. Which was? Uh, so Nuggets got the ball back. Torrey Craig catches the ball in the corner. And you mentioned it. He sacrificed his offense for 99% <laughs> of the night. Right, except for this 1%. <laughs> but for some reason, he catches the ball in the corner. There's a defender on him. Yeah. And his immediate thought is, I have to shoot the ball. <laughs> right. I was just like, what? Yeah, I remember that because I looked at the shot clock. I'm like, was the shot clock going down or something? That's, that's exactly. I'm, I immediately was like, did he not know like the, the shot clock? Like, why did he take that shot? Right. And, and it, it's crazy because I would have been mad at Lillard, McCollum, Jokic, anybody. I would have been mad at Harden, CP, Durant, Steph. Clay and Steph are the only people in the universe I would allow to take that shot. I would allow, but I wouldn't be happy with it. Right, you're right. Yeah. And it, the fact that he shot it, and I'm like, dude, you have not been taking shots at all. Your right. only fucking points came off a p- offensive rebound. Like a true defensive scrub... Your only point was an offensive rebound putback. Yeah. And you decided that in that moment you had to shoot the ball. Why? That really killed me, man. It didn't settle the game because, you know, there was a number of plays that both teams made after that. But I just thought they needed to score and the block on top of getting it back and taking an awful shot. Mm -hmm. It was just shocking to me. Yeah, I agree. Especially because they were shooting the ball so poorly in the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know, Denver really, like, you could just feel they were running out of gas. They were they were the team that was fighting to survive mm-hmm. at that point. But, I mean, I, I like the Nuggets to coming into next year. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm really, really intrigued to see what Porter is going to be. I'm intrigued to see what they get because, I mean, they they might as well trade Lyles because um, I don't know why they never use him. Um, but he just takes up space on the bench. Um, Isaiah is definitely not coming back. They basically said he doesn't work in their <laughs> offense, which is fine. He, he took an easy one-point-something million this year. Yeah, so Isaiah is gone. Lyles should be gone. They shouldn't waste any more Lyles' prime. Yeah. That's so disrespectful. Because he, he plays good when they actually play him. Yeah, I, my friend was telling me, like, he stopped playing midway through the year. And I think he got hurt at one point. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, unless he's... Is he still hurt? Because I'm not aware if he, he is. He dresses out. Oh, then, yeah. I don't know why he's not playing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. So he could I fucking mean, he could have worked uh, Collins or Leonard for sure. And Aminu, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he's the better Aminu. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right because he plays that role. Yeah, didn't he have like fifty one game for um uh where was he before he came to was he at Utah? Yeah, he had a big yeah. game. I remember he had a couple big games for Utah. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it's whatever. Maybe he is hurt, and um, they just don't want. They didn't need to put him back in the rotation because it's working. Um, but 
He should be gone. Isaiah should be gone. Porter is back. I'd like to see what they do in the offseason. I think they may sign someone nice that, um, they, they can use they team. could use a wing or a, a like a guard that is a little bit better of a shot creator. Yeah, and I don't know, like Harris to me could be that, but he goes long periods of time without touching the ball. <laughs> yeah, I think they could use another ball handler other than Jokic. Yeah, man, they they kind of rely. They rely on Jokic to kind of make the offense go a little too often. Right. I think they definitely need another person to be an offensive, you know, play initiator. Right. Um, because when Jokic comes out, they have nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, man. They, they try to go to Millsap, and it just looks awkward. Yeah, Millsap plays like the old dude at the gym that, you know... Tries to who's bigger than everyone. Yeah. When you were younger, was there like an older guy who was clearly like eight years older than yeah. the old next oldest person on the court? Yeah, always. That would just try to body him because he's just a grown man. Right. <laughs> That's how Millsap plays. Like he's just older than everyone. Yeah. Like nah. But I mean, you see, he's not that successful with it, or they'd win more games. They they would have won this series if Millsap was better. But yeah, for see. the whole series. Because he had a stretch where he played well. Like two games. Right, but he's got to be have more of an impact like throughout the series. Yeah. Okay, you got anything to say about the Trailblazers and Warriors series? I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be quick. Four games? I'm going to give... Portland, the benefit of the doubt, and <clears throat> say that it's going to be a gentleman's sweep. <laughs> okay. I'll say six. I'll, I'll be nice and say six. I'll That's give fair. Portland... I'll give Portland one in um, Oracle and one at home. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you know, this is probably the weakest Golden State has looked at home. Mm-hmm. So, it... This would be a good chance for Portland to steal some games. Or at least one. Let me ask you this. Um, Do you think that how Golden State plays without Durant will influence their decisions in the offseason with Durant? Do you think if the price is too high, they say, you know what, nah, forget it, we're good? I think so. I think so too. Because if Durant bounces, they could pay Clay, right? They can afford both of them. They said, but for sure, if Durant if Durant leaves, they can play. They can pay Clay and Cousins if they want to bring Cousins back. To me, to me, they they have to do whatever it takes to keep the Splash Bros together. I agree. Like yeah. just just from a just from a like a marketing standpoint, like. They're they're gonna be known in history as probably the top backcourt ever, right? Just just off of success, success and length, right? And tenure, right? You know? I can't think of another backcourt who's been together this long, other than CJ and Dame right now, right? Yeah, Brett Beal and Waller done next year. <laughs> 
I don't want to talk about the Wizards. <laughs> Their backcourt is over with. <laughs> I have a I have a friend who's like a super fan, and yeah. all he was telling me during the Toronto and Philly games, like, man, fucking Wizards should be here. I was like, man, in the last like five years, I would have I would have argued with you, but this year, <laughs> c- c- couldn't do it, bro. Wizards couldn't beat Orlando in seven games. <laughs> yeah, DJ Augusty would have been MVP if they played fucking. Orlando. Even been giving Sadoransky buckets. <laughs> Tomas. Damn, we're getting off topic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you though. They need to keep the Splash Brothers for sure. And to me, if I can get Clay and Durant wants to leave, I'm signing Boogie for sure. Yeah. For sure. It's easy. If Boogie had played the whole season, I think he would have been in the would have meshed into the team better because him he played like when he came back it was already like you know we're getting ready to make sure our record is good for the playoffs kind of time so he didn't have time to really get into you know fit into the defense and the offense and all that like give him a chance to start and have training camp and all that right you know so they can at least make a new offense if they need to just for him. So, um, if that's what they do, um, we'll see. I think they could lose both of them and probably get some stragglers. Get some yeah. good stragglers. Yeah, we're, I was talking about it with my friends. Like, if they got a Robert Covington, they'd be <laughs> fine. That's a wild name to throw out, but yeah, you're right. Get a get like a three and D guy, like a real three and D guy, not like an Aminu. No, you're right. Like yeah. Portland would thrive with Robert Covington. Yeah, and and get like a real three and D guy, and maybe pick up one or two bench guys that have just like a Ilya Sova, like a bench guy who could come in there, and he's not gonna get exposed. He's gonna be able to hit a shot. Yeah, because uh, Jerebko wasn't wasn't cutting it this year. <laughs> yeah, Jerebko <laughs> has never really cut it as far as I've seen him. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one game winning play this year. Yeah, I mean, shit. That, I feel like every year the Warriors have a guy who does that. <laughs> yeah, David West had one yeah. tough game. <laughs> yeah, you're right though. I agree. They need one three and D guy and probably a more athletic center. I think savvy center yeah because uh, they have to have some depth because they can't rely on the splash bros to just carry them through an 82 game season yeah i would like that like to see them have a a good like one man kind of bench player point guard yeah like a um shooter yeah or a, um because livingston and quinn cook they're not cutting it no livingston's done <laughs> Yeah, Done. Livingston, once they raise the banner this year, he should hang it up. Or he should not play point guard anymore. Like, he's okay when he's a small forward and just does that, like, backdoor dunks. Yeah. That's cool, but nothing he, else. He's useful when, when like, you know, against a guy like a DJ Augustine who's really undersized. Yeah. Like, you could put Livingston in there for a couple plays and just let him get those, like, free throw line touches. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, as, like, a long-term playmaker or, like, a big big role bench guy, no. Right. But they're yeah. in good shape, man. 
Yeah, they are. I think they are. Shit, Bob Myers is is doing a great job over there. Yep. Um. Do we have more sports? More? You want to talk about the um the news? The Cavs coach and uh, yeah, Lakers and Lakers coach. Yeah. I I got a gym. I'll play a gym and we'll come back. Okay. Um. So this artist I like named Levin Cali came out with his album called Low Tide. And uh, this is Cassandra off that album. Perfect situation. Played it in my mind. Perfect entertainment. Always something different. Always down to drive. Tell me when you're ready. Oh, she's getting closer. Oh, she's getting closer. I've been waiting, baby, getting so impatient lately. Oh, she's getting closer. Oh, she's getting closer. I just want one thing. I don't care about them. I'm asking for Cassandra. Callie, Cassandra. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. All right. Um, where do you want to start? Lakers? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Um, and I kind of have the same thoughts on, on both the teams that we're going to talk about. Okay. Um, 
I know it doesn't seem like it for for a lot. Like all the fucking experts are bitching that it's a three year deal and that he was trash in Orlando. Um, mm-hmm. but I like the move, and I like it because it adds a certain level of stability and a certain level of calming like factor to to a franchise that at, that at this point is a disaster right you know what i mean and the lakers are like they're a fucking joke yeah the lakers from the last game of the regular season to me over the last month or two have become more of a joke than the knicks than the hawks than the suns than the wizards than the fucking who, who am i missing what trash team am i missing Okay, the Knicks. Yeah, I think I said Knicks, but anyway, just any of no, those yeah. awful teams. Yeah, right. Um, and you know, Dallas was at one point a huge mess, and the Lakers jumped in front of all of them. Yeah, with just the the like, bro, y'all couldn't lock down Ty Lue. Like Ty Lue was really offended <clears throat> by the fucking offers y'all were making. Yeah, when we talked about that last time. Yeah, like it just, was... it's crazy to me, man. Like this used to be used to be like the most prominent franchise in basketball. Yeah, in most people's eyes is the greatest franchise. Right. And to me like it just the things they were doing it didn't make sense from a logical perspective. Right. And I'm happy that they they clearly went with a decision that they they wanted to make. I know it wasn't their first option, but from the options they were given, mm-hmm. they found what seems like to me their most stable option. Okay, and that's it, fair. You know, to me, Frank Vogel is a respectable, sufficient NBA coach. If if LeBron's really as great as they say. And LeBron's really the coach on the floor that they all say he is. <clears throat> it doesn't really matter that Frank Vogel wasn't that successful as a coach. Yeah. But Frank Vogel managed a lot of egos in his time in Indiana. A lot. And he found a way to make it work. I know it didn't end well, but, you know, what dynasties really end well? Right. Maybe the Spurs, you know. And the Spurs do everything well. And it only didn't end well because of LeBron. Right. I mean, I think if Indiana got through LeBron, I don't see anyone else beating them. Yeah, they could have beat... Uh, in 2013, they would have had a legit chance to beat the Spurs. Yeah. Yep. They would have had the best player on the floor. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, what do you think, man? I think it's a good pick. I think him and Kid are a good team, probably. Um, I think that. I just think he's a smart guy, right? And that's one thing um, the Lakers need with this team. They need a smart guy, um, and he is very good with rotations. You know, he had Rodney Stuckey still playing at his age. Yeah. Um, I think the young guys will... I think he's... What's the word? Not hip, but 
I think the young guys will respond to him well. Yes. That's what um, I really liked about him in Indiana. Like, <clears throat> whether they were playing really well or poorly, especially in 2014, mm-hmm. um, he was always the, the guy who kept it afloat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even with all the controversy they had and all the <clears throat> battles with LeBron, I thought he was the big reason why they were getting better from 2011 to 2014. Yeah. They got I better agree. every year. Uh, they got the most out of a lot of their players. Yeah. You know, they made Lance a quality NBA guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made Hibbert. Hibbert has been utter garbage since that whole situation ended. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, it just... I, it's it's shocking to me that all these fucking talk shows think that it's like completely ridiculous and an awful move and and Vogel's gonna be gone in two years. Yeah, and they see a lot more in Lou than I think you and I do. Right. Um. So I don't really get it either. I don't see what they see in Lou. I think they just think, you know. That's what LeBron wants. It's really crazy. Like, damn, you really win a championship in this league and all of a sudden, like, your reputation just jumps. Yeah. Like, bro, we've, and if great players, like, if you don't believe us, you know, NBA TV has had uh, a number of their former players talk about this. But not every, not everybody is the reason why a championship happens. Some guys are just along for the ride. And some coaches are along for the ride just the same. Yep. And to me, to me, he's one of them. Yeah, I agree. So the fact that he's getting all this like, oh, the Lakers disrespected him. Like, okay, that fuck him. <laughs> Frank Vogel actually had to coach players. Frank Vogel yes. actually had to adjust like his system to whatever was going on. Frank Vogel adjusted to his best player having career ending injuries at the time. Yeah. And he had Paul George as a young player. Right. You can't tell me that Vogel has nothing to do with Paul George's development. Right. You know what I mean? And when Lou got LeBron, LeBron had already won all his MVPs. He'd already had two championships. I mean, he's Lou did nothing for that team. Nothing. I watched them in the playoffs as the last two years when he was running the show. Bro, all they fucking did was seek out a, a mismatch for LeBron. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You don't need a fucking coach. Like, James Harden gets a fucking mismatch, you know, all 82 games. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't really need a coach to just create mismatches. You do that in pickup games. Right. Right. So I, I like the move, man. I like that the kid is on there on the staff uh, because it, it it brings creativity. You know, whatever kid has had with personal issues, and he's had a lot of them, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's a great offensive mind. Yeah, and his his contribution to Milwaukee is so understated in my opinion. Um he didn't really get a chance to play to use Bledsoe. Yeah. But before Bledsoe got there, they were they were playing well. 
They were a good team. Um, and he definitely helped Greek Freak uh, become the player he is now. He did, for sure. For sure. Greek Freak was nowhere near the playmaker that he is now. And that didn't happen until Kid got there. Right. And Kid did a decent job in Brooklyn. Right. With all those old geezers he had. <laughs> right. Yeah, he had a good... I mean, they made good runs. Yeah, man. I yeah, we, I really have no issues with any of these guys. And I like what the Lakers did. Yeah, they, apparently the kid thing is like a two-fold um, strategy Yeah, I, for grooming Lonzo while also trying to lure Kyrie. Um, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely real about it. I don't think anybody can groom Lonzo. You think Lonzo's done? I don't think he's, he's done. I mean, do you think he's reached his peak? Yeah. I mean, he might <laughs> fool he might fool us in the next few years and have a good shooting year. Mhm. But uh yeah, man, I'm not going to believe in it. I think it's about opportunity with him. I think most players in his position would be like they'd be shut down or canceled as you know better words they'd be canceled by now but he's going to keep getting opportunities because he's a LA kid because LeBron is there um because the team really believes in him and he was picked so high so they kind of have to but no nah, I don't think he's I don't think he's going to be an all-star or anything. Well, he also, what I do like about him, and probably the only thing at this point I like about him, he acts mm-hmm. like a veteran. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I don't know. I don't know if anybody in the position that he was in, especially coming into the league, would act as mature as he has throughout everything. Right. So if, Especially if, with the stuff that goes on at home. Right. Oh, man. Um, if anything, it's good that they have guys like that in the locker room. That's And that's like at the worst case scenario. Right. You know what I mean? And Josh Hart's another guy who's a good character guy. Uh, Kuzma's a good character guy, especially on the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these, these guys, you know, Ingram is the question. And, and, you know, Lance and Beasley and fucking McGee, that's... Those guys are going to either be replaced or just adjusted at some point. Mm-hmm. But they have a good foundation of young players. Yeah. So it's like while they are, they're probably the biggest disaster in the NBA right now, they have the best opportunity to climb out of that. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like the, the Wizards aren't climbing out of that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, are the Knicks, you know, the Knicks are relying on moody free agents to go there? <laughs> like, really? Hey, hey, hey. Slow down. <laughs> we'll see tomorrow. Right, the, the draft. Another, another super reliable source of success, the draft. We'll see what they're going to rely on. I'm not <laughs> saying we'll see what's going to take them out. I but... got you. No, I, I, it's just... The Lakers aren't like people are really acting like they're just a utter disaster with no way out and they're just in purgatory and LeBron mm. should just demand to get out of there. Yeah, no way. Like, bro, relax. No. 
He shouldn't demand to leave. They should demand to trade him, if anything. They should. I think I think getting rid of LeBron will really allow uh, the Lakers to move forward. If they trade LeBron, I bet they make the playoffs next year. <laughs> Whenever they trade him, they make the playoffs. Because chances are they'll get another all-star and another like top-tier role player for LeBron at least. If not two top tier role players and an all star. Yeah, LeBron has a big year next year, man. Yeah. Because he's got a lead next year. He's got to be, you know, he doesn't have to have the impact that Greek Freak is having, but that's how he has to, that's the kind of mentality he needs to have. And it pisses me off that he's, he's fucking had that. Like, he had it in 2012, he had it in 09. And he probably had it in his first playoff run. Yeah. Where he was working us for six games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it just it yeah. frustrates me because he that's the only thing to me he's missing. Cause it, it's Which not, is what? Just just that killer mentality. Oh yeah. And you know, every fucking person on bat in on planet Earth that knows anything about basketball has talked about it, but yeah. Um, I I don't think defense like people criticize his defense, like it's not a unfixable thing. No. All he's got to do just, is put effort into it. Yeah, he's an overrated defender. It's just it's not consistent. He'll have like one amazing defensive yeah. play, like every two or three plays. He just can't put a whole game of good defense together and i think he'll he also needs to get to a point where he's got to understand that he can't be the system Mm -hmm. or at least he has to he can't be the system for 48 minutes a night right i agree and he he has to understand too that not every game is strategy right like just play hard just outplay the other team and he, he kind of made me mad talking about uh, C.J. McCollum. What A little say? tweet, like, all, all it's only about, like, one possession and getting a bucket. Whatever. Like, my guy, you stay trying to out-coach whatever the other team is doing. Yeah, just coach, LeBron. Just retire and coach. <laughs> right. Because he does make everything a strategy. That's not how yeah. it is. Some th- just play. Some things are just, just, you just play, you go out there and play. Greek Freak has no strategy in his game. None. <laughs> None Greek all. Freak probably doesn't even watch film like that. Right. You think Harden has strategy? Right. Absolutely not. No. And they're, you know, MVP candidates this year. Yep. Um. Okay, so we got the Lakers coach. Cavs. What's his first name? Um, oh. Jim or John? Something with yeah, J, I want to say. Uh, B-line. Oh, yeah, Jim. Jim. Oh, it's John. It's John. It's John. John, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay. I like everything about this move. Yeah. I mean, me seriously, like, I can't even, you know, there's really no, there's no pressure on him to win games. No. If If Cleveland's expecting him to win games in the next two years... They're on drugs. Right. You know, unless, you know, something crazy happens in the lottery. 
which could happen, but I don't. I'm not gonna go on that assumption. Does Cleveland have a pick this year? Uh, they probably traded it away. I'm sure. Yeah. I, Your, I don't know. Years prior. Uh-huh. They might so, get one next year. <clears throat> um, but right. yeah, uh, Michigan. Like, you could just look at Michigan and see that they're a well-coached team. Yeah, always. Yeah. They had a great. The way they played was so. Was was with such great character. And they play like an NBA team, right? That Hardaway and Burt team, they play like pros. Yeah, before they were pros. Definitely. He does everything. He everything I saw from Michigan, and I didn't, you know, analyze them. I didn't watch them in every fucking game of their season. Right. But from what I saw, everything he does as a coach should translate and probably improve at the next level. That's fair to say. You know his his thing is going to be how how long does Cleveland give him. And will they actually put a decent team for him to do something with? Right. So. Yeah. But yeah, like I don't have any deep thoughts. I just think it's a great move. It, again, it provides a level of respectability to a franchise that needs it. Mm-hmm. You know, a good character guy, a good leader, uh, a guy who will probably help some of these young guys, you know. They have young guys who we still don't know if they're really NBA players or if they're just fate like fluke. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know if Colin Sexton, yeah, he averaged like almost 20 points a game the last two months. Yeah. But is it because Cleveland is just completely awful or if it's actually that he's, he has a solid foundation, you know, the way he plays. Right. That's a good point. And uh, and I actually like their uh, the wing guy Chetty. You know, I, I he's not a star. Don't get me wrong. Os- Osman, you talking? Yeah, about? yeah. But he's he's a good. Um, he's he was a really good player with LeBron out there. Yeah, but he's like he can shoot the ball. He'll put it on the floor. Good defender. Yeah, good defender. Like he he's got the tools to be a good rotation guy. Yeah, he does. So they have pieces to work with. Um, yeah, and, they still got love, right? For now. You know, love. Hopefully, he could fucking stay healthy. I know for one year, and when he's healthy, he's done damage pretty much every year. Yeah, so he just needs some help. So they'll, they'll be interesting, uh, and I'll be. I'm curious to see the love and what that what that's gonna look like with love and Bayline. Yeah, I am too. Um, but you know, yeah. with 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 Cleveland, there's just not that much to be excited for. Right. At the end of the day, as as I said, he's not going to win a lot of games his first couple years. Right. But is he creating the right culture? And look at Phoenix. Phoenix needed somebody there to create the right culture. Have they fired a coach? Have they? Hi- oh, Monty Williams, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I don't really like that move, by the way. I don't know if we talked about it. No, nah, I'm not a Monty Williams fan as far as this coaching career. He was he was really bad in New Orleans to me. Yeah, I agree. But <laughs> Yeah, moving on. Yep. <laughs> okay, um Josh Jackson, 
facing felony charges <laughs> for trying to uh, get into the VIP section of Rolling Loud. Um, he got escorted away by security and then escaped security. So we'll see what happens there. <clears throat> I don't know if you noticed, but the moment they got Ubre, Josh Jackson was nobody cared about him. Yeah, Ubre is a better Josh Jackson. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Ubre would be a nice pickup for um, Portland or I agree. Uh, the Warriors. He'd be a fire pickup for the Warriors. Uh, yeah. Anyway, any other basketball stuff? Um, no. Any other sports stuff at all? Football? Uh, Barcelona choked pretty fucking hard. I don't know if you noticed anything. I heard about that, yeah. Man, I, I, I got mad at something, like a little thing, but the way soccer's played, uh, strikers should never trash their own team's defense. Mm-hmm. In Suarez and... For those of you who don't know, Luis Suarez is the guy who bit people at the, at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Guy who's bit people in the past a number of times. Uh, and and he's, a, he's a phenomenal player, to his credit. Mm-hmm. But he's a striker. And he's a striker who... And, and, and this is... A, soccer fans would get mad at me. He leaks out, which is a bad way to describe it. But he's a guy who's primarily on the offensive side of the field. Right. Like, there's strikers who are involved in the team's defense based on the formation. Suarez yeah. is not that guy. So he cherry picks basically. Right. Right. In a way. And in soccer, it's a little more complicated than that. But to an extent, no, yes. Is, yeah. yeah. And to me, he trashed their defense after the game, after they, they lost the second game 4-0. Uh, and said they played like children. And I just thought mm-hmm. it was kind of irritating because, like, my guy, y'all didn't score any fucking goals. Right. So what if the defenders just came out like, yo, our fucking strikers had all these fucking chances and they were playing like some fucking bitches out there. They couldn't hit shit. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you feel if, if a defender did some shit like that? So <laughs> I, I just thought it was a right. bitch move. Like, yo, just man up and say, look, y'all got outplayed. Right. But yeah, it was it was embarrassing for Barcelona. It's interesting that there's two Premier League teams in the final though. Mm-hmm. Uh Liverpool and and Hotspurs, Tottenham. Uh, I'm you, I'm not When is that? It it's going to be sometime in June. Okay. They always have a little bit of a break before the final. Mhm. Um I don't know, man, Liverpool Liverpool is so stacked, and and the Hotspurs are missing Harry Kane still, I think. And Kane, the last probably two years, last year and a half, has been one of the best strikers on the planet. Right, Uh, yes. So if he misses this final game, it's tough for me to pick the Hotspurs. Fair. So it's going to be interesting, though. I'm, I'm hoping I get a chance to watch it. It's going to be kind of tough, though, because it's in the middle of the afternoon. And yeah. I think it'll be on a Saturday, so hopefully I can free up the, the time. But 
We'll see. Okay. Um. Got anything else? Uh, no. Let's talk about some music. What music you got? I haven't listened to anything new. You didn't check out Logic? <laughs> A little bit of it, yeah. Logic is I back, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. Back in action. Putting out more music. That's it? That's all you got? I'm tempted to be disrespectful and just sigh and just say next, but... No, I'll, I'll give my thoughts. I listened to this this project. Okay. And and right off the bat, objectively, it is not an awful project. Um, there there are some songs on here that bump really well. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of the production here is really good, and he's he's for the most part, even in his you know shittier projects, he's had good production. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the name of the producer he works with all the time, but uh, he's he's good. He makes a lot of good beats, a lot of good sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, this project is to me was 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 very messy. Okay. And and it was just it was full of annoying lines. Um, it was filled with repetitive lines. It was filled with corny lines. The Gucci Mane uh, collab, how was that? It was okay, but the hook was atrocious. Okay. Um, Wiz Khalifa collab, I, I wanted more. Mm-hmm. I just, it didn't sound, it was boring. The hook was so repetitive. And a number of these hooks are insanely repetitive. Okay. Like... The the Will Smith track, and and Will Smith probably has you know best verse on this whole fucking album. He and, raps, and it's like thirty seconds long. Uh. <laughs> but he raps, okay. like he does not talk. It's not like some fucking interlude. He gets in there. He gives a nice verse. Okay. Uh, but the hook is insanely repetitive, and and my guy it, the song as soon as you hear the song like you can feel Will Smith is about to come on here and okay. logic picked of dude you somehow got Will Smith to collab with you and for for the as great of a lyricist you are you picked this song to throw a trash verse out there <laughs> that really that hurt me I'm gonna listen to it. You, you should it. because it sounds really good, especially the Will Smith part sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sick of Logic, man. Just overall, I'm ready dude, for Logic. I, I don't to blame just you. Do whatever he's doing with writing, acting, whatever, science. Just stop, stop rapping. I thought clickbait was awful. Uh, Mama show love was awful. Pardon my ego was awful. Uh, the song with G-Eazy, G-Eazy had the audacity in his verse to say, like, here is the fucking collab y'all been waiting for. Like, this is the, one of the best collabs in history, and fans have been waiting for this for years. <laughs> I've never once said I need Thank a you. logic collab. <laughs> Thank you. Not a, nobody said that. Right. I was like, bro, who the fuck do you think you are? My guy, nobody wanted to hear you... 
honestly, nobody really wanted to hear this album. <laughs> like, who do you think you are clamoring that the, like, y'all collab is this great fucking, uh, on top of the fact that there is already an Eminem collab on here. Right. And that was solid. Uh, you probably heard it. Uh, it was it was out like yeah, a week or two it, yeah. ago. You yeah. know, Eminem does a good job. It, the song is kind of fit for him to thrive yeah. uh, and do that like old school thing, that random like shit talking. Yeah. And saying all types of reckless shit. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, there was just so many songs on here that either were repetitive or just flat out bad. Okay. And normally, normally he's serviceable when he tries to sing a little bit. Like he's not—I never thought he was good or even decent. But he doesn't mm-hmm. really like, especially he doesn't in his, ruin the song. Yeah, in his early days, he didn't fuck up the song. Right. But here, man, he'll give me a good verse, and then the hook is just so fucking annoying. <laughs> okay. I'm with it. Yeah, uh, the opening track is really nice. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I think it was also out as a single. Um, I remember hearing a piece of it. I think on, on his Instagram or something. But mm-hmm. if if you're gonna check this project out, I'm only going for opening track, Eminem track, Will Smith track. That's it. That's it. Cocaine, Limitless, Bobby featuring my dad. Bobby was debatably the worst song on this project. (laughs) It was easily the worst hook on this project. (laughs) Okay. All right. There was just, there were sounds he went for where I'm like, dude, like, was nobody in the, was nobody sitting in the studio like, bro, you don't really sound that good doing that. Yeah, you got, and he's, it takes a special person in the studio to tell you right that, you can't you can't be having enablers in there and i'm right. and i'm really dude this whole thing of of like like fame is insanely difficult to manage like bro that right. shit is so played out it is played out. like yo every fucking rapper needs to make a fucking album these days about how the fame is just overwhelming like dude all right we get it Right. Like, none, none of this shit is original. Yeah. Like, and he, I think he's had that problem for a long time, searching for his originality. Yeah, man. Like, and, I went back and listened to Under Pressure. Yeah. And, like, it really... You could see a lot of the flaws that I hear now, but they were hidden because it was his debut project... And he had that energy of, like, guy coming into the scene. Yeah. So he had that, like, energy going for him. And and since then, he really hasn't... He's just been heading downhill to me. You know, with a couple of decent projects in between. But overall, it's been a decline. Right. And and the more I listen to this shit, the more I hate it. (laughs) You know? I mean... Yeah, I do want you to hear that Will Smith verse is real nice. I'm gonna listen. Real sure. clean. All right. But yeah, man, I I really didn't even want to talk about it. I hated it so much. Because I I've like I've stayed shitting on him the last like month or two. Yeah, and that's kind of why I didn't listen to it right away. Because I kind of wanted to hear what people thought of it before. Because 
I mean, he's one of those guys that when you hear reports or you read the comments and stuff, it's all by his fans. Yes. So you're only going to get a biased, you know, report. And, you know, Kid Cudi is similar in that chances are if he has a lot of listens, it's only people who like Kid Cudi. Like, no one random is going to come to listen to Kid Cudi. No one random is going to come listen to Logic. And that's Um, the thing. These guys, um, almost like they're getting misinformed mm -hmm. on, uh, like, genuine criticisms of their music. Yeah, they're getting, you know, informed by people who love them unconditionally. And and Logic's fan base is crazy, to, to his credit, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Okay. Um, any other music? This is a big weekend coming up, I think. Isn't Khaled dropping? Um, wow. I was not aware. <laughs> That's what I heard. Isn't YG... YG's supposed to have been dropped, like, two weeks ago. Right. I think YG's coming and Khaled. And Meg the Stallion. That's all you. She- She's the new hip hop sensation. That's all you know. What I'm gonna listen to? What? Uh, Burner's new project. He's coming out with another one. Yeah, he got something dropped according to iTunes. Wow. Hold on, let me he tell you. Works. That. His music is is casual. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a good vibe. A lot of good vibe tracks. Yeah. He always collabs really well with uh, Wiz Khalifa. Mm-hmm. El El Chivo, which is Spanish for goat. That's his album name. Yep, that's fire. <laughs> oh, it was released May fifth, so a few days ago. Yeah, okay. I think last late last week. Okay. Well, yeah, he's got fire, a couple though. Wiz Khalifa features, an A Boogie feature. I gotta check that out. Yeah, that might be nice. Yeah. But none of the shit you said got me excited. <laughs> Tyler the Creator. Oh, that I'm gonna listen to that. I'm not too excited for it because I've never really been a fan of any of the stuff I listen to from him. <laughs> then why are you ex- why are you gonna listen to this one? He's he's his albums haven't gotten better, but I found more and more tracks that I've enjoyed every time. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Khaled hasn't set an official release date I guess but um, I heard that it was coming next week it might not be though uh, Lil' Kim random I'm good <laughs> Carly Ray Jepsen <laughs> nah call me baby that's it that's all I got for her right I haven't I haven't heard anything else from her that was even decent Sting is still making music? Shocker. Wow. I did not know that. That's the next weekend. We got Sting coming. Skepta's dropping the 31st. Pass. My God. Tom- I, I love McConan is dropping us an EP. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? I love McConan. <laughs> Who wow. is he even? Is he even on a label? I don't think so. Wow, Gucci Man's on there. Gucci Man's everywhere. 
Gucci Mane must not charge a lot for a verse. <laughs> You're probably right. He, he works with people I never imagined would be able to get him. He on does, man. He fucking teams up with some random people. Yeah. All right, I don't have anything else. You got um, um Game of Thrones recap? Oh, yeah. It, it was a crazy episode yesterday. Go ahead. You got it. Uh, a lot of people are, are, are very upset. Um, because of how somebody died, right? Yeah, a number of characters died. Uh, uh-huh. A number of things were resolved. Uh, it, uh-huh. I mean, it was a second to last episode, so shit had right. to happen. But um, they they kind of they made it seem like they were setting up a battle. And and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it and you're listening, uh, this is your warning. Turn off the podcast now. Mm-hmm. Or at least watch, go watch it, then come back. But they were mm-hmm. they were setting up a battle, um, and it was a massacre. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it too much with what exactly happened, but it was just, uh, a, in, yeah, man, it wasn't really even a battle. It was just a massacre, and and characters snapped and became full-on evil off the random it seems like mm-hmm. like it like it seemed rushed in a way mm, okay um, and and the writing is definitely taking a hit this this final season because the there's no, no book material right uh but f- from just an entertainment perspective i'm having a lot of fun watching it that's fair you know that's like good. i'm not d- deep diving into the character arcs and and J- i think i mentioned jamie Jamie had a crazy arc that they were kind of setting up. Mm-hmm. They they completely abandoned that. <laughs> um, but it didn't really it didn't really piss me off because because of the like the the massacre situation. The massacre really kind of changed that the show's trajectory in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, For one episode, yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm really curious how they're gonna close it out next week, but I I understand why people are upset, but I, I wouldn't like overanalyze that and think you know you don't have you don't have to watch the final season of Game of Thrones because it'll ruin the show for you. It, it no, it doesn't do that. Does it close it well so far? Because that matters. I'm gonna be honest, no. <laughs> okay. All right. But but there's still it's still worth watching for sure. Okay. Just for the shock value, just for certain things happen have happened in this season that uh that are very impactful. Mm-hmm. Whether you agree or whether you know you believe it should have went that way or if that's not what they were setting up, it, they chose to go a certain way and. You know, they're at least committing to it. Right. Okay. Um, that's all we got? Uh, yeah, we'll be back with some movie gems uh, next time. Yeah. I didn't have yeah. one today. I mean, I could always find one within, like, several minutes. 
Yeah, I, I had one, but I... We, we get into that. actors, and I immediately just think of random shit that I like them in. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is how it works, isn't it? Yeah. I'll, throw out okay. a, I'll throw out just a random one. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> Why that one? It's just a great action movie. John Wick's coming out, you know. Yeah, okay. Uh... I rewatched John Wick one a, a few days ago, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it it's really good, man. You're gonna watch two before you yeah, go see three. Yeah. Okay. Two is a little bit longer, so I've been finding like I've been trying to find uh, a like a longer stretch where I could watch it. Yeah. And I've had to like pull it up on illegal, you know, internet sites because mm-hmm. it hasn't been on any of the streaming services. Yeah. Which kind of bothered me, honestly. Like, bro, I have Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu. I can't fucking watch John Wick. They should try to figure out a way to get, like, every movie. Yeah, on between, like, between all the three of, them. of those. Yeah. Because they're the, by far the biggest three, like... You know, I'm, I'm not asking them to have, like, all the, the premium channel shows. Right. By the way, speaking of premium channels, and we gotta talk about a show that we've both been watching, but... Um. Uh, I'm I'm planning on watching True Detective season three within the next month. Oh, me too. Uh, when you watch it, I'll watch it. Yeah, we we'll watch it the same time. Yeah, I'll I'm gonna find a weekend where I have some free time. Right now, it's tough. Be well. This weekend was Mother's Day. Yeah. Uh, I still I'm coaching my third graders right now, mm-hmm. and they're trying to schedule like multiple games some weekends. So it's been tough, but. Yeah. Once the yeah. once the season ends, I'm not really coaching in the summer. I'm mostly training, so yeah. I should be good for weekends. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we'll be good. We we gotta talk about Homeland though. What episode are you on? I finished the first season. I'm on the last episode. I like I finished the second to last episode. Yeah, my um my parents were out of town. They went to Cabo mm-hmm. for their anniversary, so I was just home. So, that's funny my parents went to mexico last year oh yeah yeah for their anniversary yeah. i don't they, they didn't go to cabo i forgot the city they went to but yeah so i got to knock it out so <laughs> well, what do you want to talk about it, it like, i really like how the show progresses mm-hmm. like it's it's one of those shows that's kind of slow and exciting at the same time yeah there's like a 15 minutes that is really suspenseful and the rest of it is kind of slow like yeah. every episode though and the, the like they do a really good job of keeping Brody uh, a constant mystery yeah like Brody and a spoiler alert for, for anybody planning on watching it yes yeah, it's, it's so old yeah I mean yeah. it's 2011 so yeah you know. And again, we warning for you, so you could turn it off at this point. <laughs> right. Um, but Brody, I just love how you never really know what's going through his head or what his like what where his loyalties really lie. Yeah, because I keep switching thinking he's he actually is good. Yeah, and I was like, really, oh wait, no, he's not. He really convinces you, like, you know, I don't think he's a fucking terrorist. Right. And then he'll talk to him this year, and I'm like, all right, damn, like, clearly he is. 
Yeah. Like, he fucking taught his son how to speak English. Right. Um, and then, like, at the same time, like, he loves his wife. Like, he's trying to do what's best for his kids. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to see how that plays out. And, yeah, and Carrie is super wild. Yeah, she's out of control. I was just... I was... I was just shocked that entire episode that they spent in the cabin. That was just a hot mess, dude. It makes it makes CIA people look so trash. Yes. I was like, yo, what is she doing? <laughs> yeah, she's bipolar, so Yeah. That when they um we're talking about her being bipolar, that was wild too. Like her episodes. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. She did a good job acting that though. She she's a good actress. She came a long way from uh, Terminator Three. Ooh, that's right. She was fucking. Uh... She was the other yeah, girl, she, whatever. I was about yeah. to say she was John Connor, but she wasn't. <laughs> his girl, his girlfriend. I guess I think Sarah was. was she Sarah, or no? No, no. Uh, their timelines fucked me all types of up. Right, Terminator does that. <laughs> It's confusing, but yeah, man, I'm second season. I'm ready for it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm, next. I'm finishing episode one within like, if not tonight, tomorrow. Yeah, I I didn't realize that. Like when I was watching the commercials and stuff all this time, I didn't realize that it was like a continuation. Like, throughout the seasons, mm. I thought every season was like a new thing. Oh uh, no, it just keeps going, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like shows like that. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. Uh, are are you watching it on Hulu? No, I got the um on demand. Oh, okay. On a yeah, yeah, Xfinity. Yeah, uh, I'm watching it on Hulu. Man, Hulu frustrates me with the fucking ads. <laughs> It'd be killing me. Right. Like it's yeah. fifty five minute episodes take me like an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. I'm like, God damn, like another 90 second ad. You just had one five minutes ago. And sometimes it's the same thing. It's like the same ad. Yeah. Like, okay, I saw the last one. Bro, I mean, it's, it's always like a fucking, uh, like a new pill for women to take. Like, bro, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> like, I'm trying to watch a yeah. fucking show and all of a sudden it's like a period commercial. Like, re- don't you hate the ones where you have to. Like, pick what you want. Oh, God. Like, I don't want any of them. Yeah. Oh, pick your experience. Yeah, I can't stand so, that shit. So corny. They really yeah. be tempting me to fucking uh, get the, like, ad-free thing. Like, the Hulu, I don't know what it is, the Plus or Prime or whatever the fuck. Yeah, Plus, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not there yet in my finances. Oh, it's a struggle. Yeah. Hulu Plus. It's not... As much... (laughs) As much as the commercials annoy me, it's not worth the plus for me. I deal with it. Yeah. Plus, it's a good, like... (laughs) A lot of the times, a good bathroom break. (laughs) Right. A good break to just kind of, like, react... Like, just relax for a second and react to what you just saw. Right. Because there'd be some crazy shit happening, man. Yeah, it is. It's crazy how terror... Like... And I didn't watch the last episode yet, so, you know, I, I'm probably missing something. But, man, they, the terrorists stay finesse in the CIA. My God. <laughs> yeah. They mess up more than, 
I can't imagine the real CIA messing up as much right. as they do. Every time they plan something, it ends up in innocent casualties. Yeah, like, and they got to figure out, I and mean, maybe they do in the final episode, but they have like a leak or a mole. Yeah. And it's obviously not Brody, at least not the, like, entirely. It can't be entirely him. Right. You know, it's, it's plausible that he could be part of it, but, like, somebody's in there fucking lying and giving away secrets. Right. It's a great show, man. I'm having a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll close it out with a um, throwback as usual. Yeah. We will be back. Uh, you know, more sports, of course. The lottery, the first two games. Yeah, we'll get into some of the game ones. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything else to say? Uh, no, thanks for listening as always. All right. Taking you back to uh, 50 and Eminem. Um, I feel like I'm, I feel like we missed something. Maybe not, though. But all right. Man. Let's go. Hey, yo, Finn. Yeah. yeah. Call him and tell him. It's time to hate us again. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Jim can crack corn, but I don't care. Man, he's crack corn, but I don't care. You can be black, white, or a vinyl, yeah. You can have corn rolls inside your hair. How give a fuck if I don't like your stare? This bottle of wine goes inside your head. A little bit psycho, but I know that. Think you just don't say it, and I won't say it. See, if you don't brag, then I don't brag. I know I'm bad as long as I know I'm bad. I don't need y'all to co-sign no shit. You can just keep making the title. Oh, 
dumb man, I don't care. The cops in my nana crib, but I'm not there. It is what it is, dog man, life's not fair. Your friends should've known not to fuck around here. Listen, kid, where I'm from? The wolves smell fear. They'll strip your ass of your jewels right here. Man, I'ma say this one time, now get this clear. Man, you can catch a hot one like out of nowhere. A beautiful day without drama is rare. Your girl's a freak, man, sometimes we share. Yeah, I'll wear a condom and you go bad. You probably heard about me, I'ma show no player. In the hood, politicking like I'm running for mayor. Running, running, dining and shining. Know what I'm saying? I ain't got time for fucking around and horse playing. I'm making hits, my homies taking hits. Who's paying? Crazy, right? Crazy, right? Crazy.